This is the Happily Living Podcast, where we discuss how to better ourselves by developing routines that set us up for a better existence, uncovering deeper connections with nature, and growing awareness, leaving you with a new relationship between you and the world. Let's get into it. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening to this. If you are new, welcome to this Happily Living podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Brown. If you're joining us again, hi, thank you. All right, so this episode, I am going to talk about ways that we can be sustainable and mentally strong for this upcoming fall season. And honestly, do you want to know how you can have the best looking lawn come springtime? Like, I have three words for you. Leaf the leaves. This season is about new trends and to not rake the leaves. Now, you may think I'm crazy or you may be very anal about the way your yard looks, but fall can bring some interesting shifts in our perspective. Fall is a season of change where... The leaves fall, (laughs) hence fall. But besides me telling you what you already know, the falling of leaves can actually elicit a bigger message, and that is the ability to let go. Letting go of control, not needing to control the way our yard looks, or even deeper, letting others think what they want about you because at the end of the day, you can only control your own actions. And Why would we want to put ourselves around people who don't truly love us the way we are regardless? Now, thinking about Ratatouille, right? And the critique saying, give me some perspective. Perspective is a way that we can look at various situations and find ourselves in situations that we can see as a lesson instead of a situation. I said situation like three times in the sentence, but it's very difficult for me to say this without not saying that. By looking at various situations, we can change our perspective. We can find ourselves in certain scenarios that present itself as a lesson. And by this, we can find more ways to become more in tune with our feelings and our mental health. We can also find more ways to become in tune with nature and future seasons. And during this season, as we know, can be very difficult for a lot of people. As we only have two months left till the new year, this time in the year, our previous New Year's goals have for sure gone a little dusty (laughs) and can use some refreshing. And I've decided that I've become a little desensitized to my own New Year's goals and therefore I'm not getting after it, you know, hustler's model. But I can go over what is important to me now and as things have changed over time, over the year, I can find new vision goals, I guess, and recreate that. So it's a way for me to reset and reassess. And I can also make it more themed, you know, I can make it fall themed. 
And this definitely puts me in a good mood and excites me for the upcoming holiday season. So for me personally, I like to use Canva. No, this is not an advertisement, but I would love it to be because I've used Canva throughout high school and college and I absolutely love it. If you haven't heard of it, it's free. It's awesome. I use it for everything, making schedules, making vision boards, whatever it is, posters, Insta story posts, a lot of things. It's fantastic. But um, like I said, I use Canva, so I will put photos from Pinterest. I'm also a very big Pinterest girly, and I'll look up like various goals that are important to me and then I will put it in place of my old vision board like switch out photos and I'm honestly very happy that I did set aside time to do this I've seen major shifts in my motivation and I've been getting more after it and we love that we love when that happens we feel confident we feel productive we feel like our days are they have a little bit more gusto to them. You know, you feel happy with your week. And it's a great way to have a fresh start and still make the rest of the year, I wouldn't say successful, but, you know, satisfying. And a lot can happen in two months, you guys. When you're listening to this, it'll be November 2nd. That's the beginning of a new month. Let's get it. And previously, uh, two days ago, it was Halloween. Now, you guys know I love Halloween. I'm a fall girly, but I still get the seasonal sadness like everyone else. And I definitely get very glummy as it gets colder. But by finding ways that I can connect myself with nature, I not only feel more in tune with the changing of the seasons, but I'm also able to be more in tune with myself. I'm able to listen to my body and my emotions as they come. Now, not every day is a great day, and that's okay. It's okay to listen to my emotions. That's okay if I'm confused and I have no idea why I'm sad, but I just accept it and I give myself grace for it. However, ways that we can get ahead of seasonal sadness is by creating better routines for ourselves. And if I can find ways to lessen that seasonal sadness effect on myself, I will do it 100%. Now, one of these things that I have found that helps me is by waking up earlier. I have more daylight in my day and it makes it not feel as short and I'm able to go to bed earlier so that way it continues that cycle of routine. And it also helps me feel more refreshed in the morning because it is said that the more sleep you get before midnight, the better sleep you actually get overall that night. Now, personally, I have found this to be true for me, and I've noticed a major difference in the following day with my overall motivation and energy levels. And I didn't used to be a morning person at all. I hated mornings. I was a noon person. (laughs) However, I have found myself transitioning into one by getting into the hustler's mentality of waking up early and going to the gym and starting my day and going to bed earlier. And honestly, I'm so here for it, you guys. It's completely changed my trajectory in life, which may sound a bit dramatic, but (laughs) I've gotten so many things done in my day. 
and it has compounded immensely for me and I highly recommend you try it out. Even taking a little catnap midday afterwards is the bomb. Now, catnap, 20 to 30 minutes, not two hours, okay? (laughs) Otherwise, they kind of, you know, balance out and you woke up early just to lose, you didn't lose any day and lose any time in your day, but you didn't get more hours. So waking up early, I find I'll get like four extra hours during my day and then sleep 20 to 30 minutes and I'm refreshed and I'm good to go versus sleeping a couple hours that just kind of misses the point on waking up early. But that's okay, you know? This allows me to feel more in control of my days during the season of letting go, ironically. (laughs) And I'm also loving the fact that my circadian rhythm is becoming more in tune as it should be as well. And not to mention, waking up earlier and going to the gym allows me to be around less people to start my day with more of a focused mindset. And speaking of less traffic around this time... Nature really benefits during this time of the year. Fall and spring are actually when the ocean has the highest levels of productivity. So the lower temperatures in the rivers flow into our oceans and it brings a lot of nutrient-rich waters and this enables nutrient cycling. So you can think of it kind of like a dishwasher or a clothing washer, how it spins around and it cycles. It's the same in the ocean with the circling of water and nutrients. By bringing nutrient-rich cold waters into these warmer currents, the temperatures are able to balance out and cool down. And during the summer, when the temperatures are a lot higher, especially with the fluctuation that we're experiencing with climate change, the temperature of water is increasing. And when this happens, phytoplankton and various drifting plants like algae and other bacteria um, are able to better photosynthesize and produce oxygen. So there's higher oxygen levels in the ocean. And not only that, but when the temperatures of the water is actually higher, oxygen cannot dissolve in the water. It doesn't happen as much. And so the concentration of oxygen is lower and so when these river waters flow into the ocean you have a higher concentration of oxygen that is already dissolved being brought in there and the cooler temperatures also allow more oxygen to be dissolved leaving it with a higher concentrate of oxygen which may sound all really complicated but essentially what i'm saying is that during the winter, during the colder months, during fall and spring, right, when there's less heat waves, you have more oxygen present in the ocean waters, which is great. That's awesome. (laughs) And all of this is brought to you by Natural Resources of Wales. I want to also mention that algal blooms, so algae does produce dissolved oxygen or oxygen in general, but when you have algal blooms, an overabundance of algae, it overconsumes the amount of oxygen present. And that is what you see in ponds happening with um, like a lot of fish just bellying up. And bellying up is when their bellies literally go to the surface, their bodies go to the surface, and you can see their bellies. So we call it bellying up, and they die. <laughs> They're not alive. 
because of the lack of oxygen and this hot tub kind of water situation you got going on. So algal blooms will literally consume all of the oxygen present or most of it, leaving them very, very little to even normally function. And this can also cause problems. So during the winter, like I was saying, there's also less algal blooms present because they survive and thrive off of um, photosynthesis and warmer temperatures. And so without those warmer temperatures and less sunlight, they do die off. Microbes, organisms, phytoplankton, aquatic forests like kelp and mangroves we've talked about are able to recover, right? This is their healing era. This is where they can get a breather from all of it. And during the fall and winter seasons, because there are less people out on boats, there are also less boat collisions with marine life. Whales, manta rays, manatees, turtles, many others experience a handful of propeller scars, loss of limbs, and um, even fatal damages from boat collisions. And one thing that we can do at home to help our neighboring ecosystems feel a little left untouched is by the new trend to not rake your yard yes you might be confused but it's true you guys not only is it far less work to not rake them and bag them but it's also super important and very beneficial for one the leaves create a protecting blanket to the yard during the winter months and therefore can provide nesting and burrowing sites for many insects like ladybugs, bees, butterflies, various other insects, and even animals that nest underground. And by letting these leaves stay put, the ground will also be protected during these snowy months. And Therefore, it will provide more growth and come back during the springtime. Leaves are a source of warmth and habitat for birds and squirrels, so they use them to keep warm during these cold months. And they can, they can help pick up your yard a little bit more, not too much, but they can actually help. But they actually provide, leaves actually provide an array of nutrients and are gold when it comes to compost and you'll hear me talk about compost a little bit more but leaves can actually be used as mulch instead so instead of having to buy mulch during the springtime where it gets actually kind of pricey you have your own free mulch (laughs) and mulch can actually prevent bees from hibernating in the ground whereas leaves are a much more nature-friendly alternative and if you think about it There is a reason that leaves fall. Everything on this planet has been designed so perfectly to thrive on its own. There was the most ridiculous article I read about raking leaves by University of Minnesota Turf Grass Science. Please come out for me because I would love to talk to you. Let me just quote them word for word real quick. Excessive leaf matter on your lawn going into winter is bad for several reasons. First, it will smother the grass. And if not removed very soon in the spring, it will inhibit growth. Second, it can promote the snow mold diseases. And finally, turf damage from critters can be more extensive in the spring. Okay, first let's discuss how it can smother the grass and inhibit growth. So, growth is not bad for our environment. And I think when they say growth, they're talking about 
snow mold, so I don't know why they why they said it twice, but that's fine. Growth is actually when you have a nutrient rich lawn, growth can be recovered relatively quickly. And my parents have actually always left their lawn unraked because it's so beneficial for the nutrients to get back into the soil. And I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because I'm going to discuss it, but nature is very effective in caring for itself independently. And by having these leaves cover the ground, it protects the grasses from being killed by the excess of snow and freezing temperatures. And composting is beautiful when it comes to leaf matter because it can help with the process of the decomposition and provide nutrients back into the soil that was originally drawn up by the tree's roots deep in the ground of your own lawn. So it goes back into it. It's a continuous cycle. It's a positive feedback loop that cultivates a thriving environment. And you may be saying, that's great, but what about snow mold? Snow mold can sometimes occur no matter what you do. And like I said, it quickly dies off in the springtime. If there's nutrient-rich soil underneath, that's when it typically occurs. But it only shows up and begins to develop during the springtime, when the snow begins to melt. And it looks like a bunch of cobwebs on the ground, and you can you can see it because it leaves a ring of bleached grass but if you follow my suggestion with not raking the leaves your yard will have enough nutrients and be able to get rid of it in less than a week and the color will come back in a couple of days now if snow mold scares you you can rake up a good amount of leaves and put them in your composter and that way you still have leaf cover for the wintering months but not so much that you will get snow mold some of you may be saying, well, I don't have a composter. <laughs> well, we're going to change that for you. Another option you can do is by putting your lawn mower setting on low and mowing your lawn with the leaf cover, and it can mitigate the growth of snow mold while also speeding up the decomposition process. And they actually suggest, um, they meaning any type of agriculturalist, really, but you're supposed to mow your lawn before winter. Um, I think you're supposed to have it on like a two inch setting or something like a lower setting so that way it's trimmed for the season and with composting if you don't have a composter or a composting bin that's quite all right honestly it's very okay dedicate a small patch of area in your yard um Hopefully you have like some type of bin or or you can make like... So what my brother-in-law actually did was take my sister's old bookshelf that was breaking down. He took it, like took it apart and then he made like this box, this little square in the backyard with a cover, the top of it, and you just lift it up and put it in there. But it's not at all like closed off, like there's various openings um, and... We just toss in soil from past plants, like soil that we wanted to get rid of, that we wanted to like refresh our plants and get new soil. Um, We got rid of plants. We got rid of any type of like 
food, um, food garbage, food waste. So like eggshells, banana peels, avocado skins. I've even done like feta cheese gone bad, various things in your food that's just gone bad or you're not going to eat. Um, anything that's like, like a casserole and stuff like that. I don't know if I'd put that in there. I honestly, I feel like you could, I would do it if it's more closed off, um, because it does like grow, you know, like bugs, decomposing bugs, like flies and gnats will thrive in that environment. And so you want more of a closed off area because, then you're just going to have a lot of that. That's just going to be like a nursery for them. Um, But composting is actually the best to do in the fall and not a lot of them will be present during that time. You do want to put worms in there. So you'll still have some decomposing insects. Um, And leaf matter is beautiful. Like I said, it's gold for composting. It helps with the nutrients. It helps with the decomposing and it helps with um also adding you know oxygen and aerating that soil in there and you're going to want to have to stir it every now and then it's really not that much work you guys it's really not but what I like to do and what I like to think of is the fact that instead of throwing away plastic bags filled with moldy food food gone bad or you know you're just not going to eat it type of food um emptying out these containers and putting into the compost not only are you hopefully able to recycle the container but you're able to have less waste in our landfills and the food can actually decompose quicker than it would have being packed and surrounded by a ton of plastic or whatever um that it was in you know and not only that but it's also less space taken up in our landfills and you're like okay it's not that much space if you think about it one person has a huge carbon footprint like one person alone will throw away according to optinacre and green matters roughly 147 pounds of trash per month just one person like that equates to roughly a little over four pounds of trash a day, 1.5 tons of waste per year. That's a lot, you guys. And most of it is food waste. The average American person wastes so much more food in general that's just not consumed. And it's insane when we can use it as compost. And not fill it in our landfills. And it's such a good idea with very little hassle. It's so much more worth it. And it benefits your future self. Like, come on now. Now, composting is a great hack for our plants during the springtime because it creates the most nutrient-rich and aerated soil. So your garden will thrive. And it's a hell of a deal compared to the amount of soil and mulch you tend to buy in the springtime anyways. Um, and it can get really pricey. But it's also created by your land's plants. Even if you don't have a farm and your food isn't from your land, your leaves are. So the trees in your yards, the leaves that fell from them, it provides a feedback loop into cycling the old nutrients into new nutrients back into the soil. And overall, like I said, our carbon footprint is 
vastly lowered. Now, during the fall, it does get really chilly. Today is Halloween, so you'll be listening to this on November 2nd. I'm so excited. And today, our high is 41 degrees. Our high. Oh, very cold, peeps. So, a way to still get out of the house and enjoy nature scenery is by, obviously, seriously bundling up and going on a walk. And you might think I'm crazy, but that's okay. (laughs) The crispy cold air refreshes our body and wakes us up. Not to mention, I get to look at all the decorations people have in the yard, and I'm lucky enough that I have a pond in my backyard. I really love that about my home. Just these past few days, similarly the same time when we fully transitioned into fall weather, I've seen so many mallards in it. Like there's nine mallards just minding their own business, doing their own thing. They're messing around with each other. I love it. It literally puts a smile on my face. And I just, I watch them in the mornings. They're so funny. You can see their little paths on the pond because it used to be covered up completely with algae during the summers. And so on these little, like when they're swimming, they make like clear little lines throughout the pond. And it's so cute because <laughs> you can see where their body was and it's just so funny. And the way that they provide nutrient cycling itself is kind of similar because they're paddling, they're moving with the water, they're mixing it up with their little with their little feet and it's very beneficial and I find it so cool how our environment works. It blows my mind because it's so infinite in all of the ways that mammals and insects and even plants work so specifically that they literally have a finite reason for everything they do and how it benefits the ecosystems they're in. And I love finding myself out in nature during these colder months because it helps me better transition and enjoy these times of the year. It helps me find gratitude for this giant sphere we live on. Now, for those of who have pets, I have a oddly cool trick that you can do at home. So during this time of the year, we all know how much our pets shed. It's insane. It never ends. But we don't want to brush them inside. The hair gets everywhere. We don't want to brush them out on the porch and leave it or the back patio and leave it. So by brushing your pets wherever, you can actually gather up all the hair so it doesn't just stay there. And you can put that in a bowl that you don't care about or a bird feeder and hang it up and obviously I wouldn't suggest doing it too close to your patio or anything because I feel like critters will come but it helps other animals because they'll actually use it for nesting which is super cool but it also prevents more waste because you're not putting it in your trash can and Not to mention, even though I'm mentioning it, I really don't understand that turn of phrase, but not to mention, it's with the pests and critters and whatever else, we are coexisting. We're coexisting. And if you don't like animals, I am surprised you're on this episode or podcast in general. 
I hope you like pets and animals and the environment. But either way, if you aren't a fan of raccoons, possums, whatever else, right? I have friends that do not like possums. I understand. I think they're very cute, but that's my point. (laughs) That is, it shouldn't be a problem. They don't go for dogs. That's not their thing. They actually find them as a predator, so they try to stay away from them. Squirrels and birds will actually use the fur, so you really shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all good in the hood. It should work out. And if you guys have any questions too about it, I am all ears. Email me at the happily living podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go outside during the fall time and winter time. And even though it can be cold, bundle up. I do. I put on five layers and I look like Michelin man and I'm totally okay with it because I can enjoy it. I can enjoy taking Obi on a walk and getting fresh air and getting out of the house because when it starts snowing, you know, two, three, four feet, I'm not going to want to. So do it now. Go get out there. Go get outside. Get some hand warmers. Enjoy it because you're not going to be on this planet forever. Well, that may sound a little deep. (laughs) That is the end of this episode. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe as I will be only doing subscribers only from this point on. I will be having my first guest this upcoming Thursday. I'm very excited. It will be Ben, my boyfriend. Um, But I'm very excited to see what we got in store for us because he brings a lot more of an athletic perspective and he honestly educates me so much about so many things that I'm not aware of and it's really interesting. So I know you guys will be very, very interested and curious as to what we're going to talk about, but you'll just have to wait. (laughs) So don't forget to tag me in your Insta story as you listen, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, your week, and your weekend with love and light.